we all get stuck in what we should do or what we should have done. The word should can inspire us and it can inhibit us. It can get us moving and it can hold us back. Why is it so hard to move past complacency and get inspired to build the fulfilling future that we want? You are listening to Should Theory. Let's talk it out. Stories, interviews, and more to inform and inspire you towards building the future that you want. Get motivated, figure out how you want to shift, and then get your shift together. I'm Tara Grebe. Let's do this with the Should Theory. great. I'm so happy to be here. I am so happy to have you here. Kelly and I um, connected on Facebook a while back, and this conversation has been a little bit of a while in the making, uh, but I can tell it's going to be a good one already. So Kelly, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Well, first of all, Tara, thank you for having me here. I'm really excited. I love the concept of your podcast, and I thank hope you. that your listeners are taking all of this that they're learning from every guest and taking action, right? So enough of sitting on that should. So my name is Kelly Abanda, and I am a fairly nomadic person at the moment, but I'm currently in Los Angeles, which was my home base before uh, big shifts in my life, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. But I am currently uh, what I call myself as a life and adventure coach. So I help people get back into adventure and really living the way that they desire to versus the way that they should. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to talk more about that. I have so many things to say about that, but of course we can't do the end first. So when we get there, we will, uh, but I am all about that. So um, talk a little bit. Let's start with where you were pre-life and adventure coach, Kelly, who knew she needed to make a change, Kelly, who didn't feel quite right, who was shitting all, shitting all over herself. I did not say the bad word. Uh, tell, tell a little bit about that. Yeah. So about now five years ago, I was in Los Angeles. I was working in corporate America and I, you know, I was in a senior leadership role and doing all the things that I should do, checking the boxes. You know, I had a good job. I was making good money. I had incredible benefits, six weeks of vacation, fully paid healthcare, all the things that when you're growing up, you are supposed to aspire to. And so I had all of those things. And I had gone through this process. I got my master's degree and I was checking the boxes. And so I was like, well, what's next for me in life? And so I thought, well, I guess buying a house would be the next thing. Mm. So I started saving up money and this was being in Los Angeles. That's a big deal, right? To save up to buy a house in this market is a big deal. But I thought, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. So I was really on that track for quite a while. And my job wasn't a terrible job. We were doing good things in the world. I felt like I was contributing good things to the world. But ultimately, I was a little bit bored by it and also definitely not using my skills the way I wanted to. You know, I think you and a lot of your listeners are this way. We're good at a lot of things. Right. So we can be successful at something without really being happy doing it. Yes. And without it being... Yeah, yeah, one of my other guests said called himself a multi-potentialite. Mm. And I said that is 100% the word, which is yes. like you just said there's a lot of things you're sort of a Jane of all trades. Yes. Not necessarily a master of none, but you you have all these things that you have an affinity for and you go, "Ooh, I could make a business out of that. I could make a career out of that. I could make a side hustle out of that. I could make a hobby out of that." And yes. I agree. You know, you have that way of seeing potential in so many different things. Yeah. And being good at a lot of things, you know, there's, that's not, I don't, I mean that in the humblest way possible, but there are many people in this world who can do a lot of things. That doesn't mean you should do all of those things. Right. Just because you can. So sorry, this dog is like, no, that's totally fine. Can you hear the tail? I can, but good for them. (laughs) That just means they're happy about what we're talking about. So I would say this, and, and you said it, you know, because I think one of the things I say all the time is uh, that should can go either way. You know, yes. you, have your, you have your shoulds that are like inhibiting, but you also have your shoulds that kind of keep you in the right spot. Um, and you just said it, you know, just because I can doesn't mean I should. And yes. 
that is a great example of where should can really benefit you. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say it's the gift of fear, but it's the gift of just common sense sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and it, what I think a lot of people struggle with is figuring out how to discern those things. How do mm-hmm. I know if the should is, is this a good should that's right. helping me like not say yes to something that I don't need to do? Or is this should keeping me safe, but safe is not really where I, sh- I, I want to be. Right. Well, right. There's your so, protect your body and your life safe. And then there's yes. stay complacent and not take any risks because it's scary to maybe fail safe. <laughs> yes. Yes. And in this case, so I was saving to buy that house and I, could I have done that? Yes. But what happened is I reached this point and there were many things that led up to it, but I had this critical moment of change where I started thinking about not just the goal that I was going for. So not just buying the house, right? but started thinking about what would my life look like after that goal? And is that a life I actually want? Mm-hmm. And when I got honest about that, I was like, that's, it's not, I don't actually want, because what it would mean in this market, particularly, and as a single person, Mm -hmm. it would mean most of my life would then depend, depend on what was ever happening with my, my real estate purchase, right? All my money, all my time, my energy, I would have probably had to shift my social life. I would have had a lot more stress as a homeowner, even though there's good things about owning a home. And so when I said, I don't really want what's going to come with that goal, now what? So I have a choice here then to say, okay, well, do I just keep going for it? Because either A, I can and I should, Mm. or B, because I don't know what else to do. C, because everyone else is doing it, right. all those things. And I just had this moment of saying to myself, if this isn't what I want, the only person in the world who's going to change my life really is me. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for a different job to appear. I can't wait for somebody else to give me the answer. It's up to me. So I have to choose now, do I keep going down the path because it's what everyone else does, it's what's expected, right. or do I say, no, I'm going to take some risks and go out in my own boat, say, this is what I really want. I don't want to be a homeowner right now. Mm-hmm. I really want something else. Right, right. So, um, and again, the dog concurs. I love that. So, um, t- you made this decision. You knew that buying the house wasn't the right thing. You had made your peace with, I'm not going to comply and keep up with the Joneses as it were. Um, did you have to sell anyone on that or was it really just about a conversation with yourself? Yeah. For me, because I was a single person, it was really only conversation with myself. Mm -hmm. Along the way, I did have to rectify within myself that I couldn't be concerned about what other people thought. Right. But I didn't have to get buy-in from anybody because it really was only affecting me. That is good. That is good. Although I would say uh, for many, myself included, that what will people say if, what will people think if is huge, you know, and, you know, we're talking about major life shifts. You're talking about buying a house or, or doing something else. But that could go for, I'm unhappy in my marriage. Should I stay in it? I'm unhappy in my career. Should I stay in it? Um, All kinds of, I'm unhappy with my eating habits and my fitness, but what will people think if I drop all kinds of weight? I mean, there's, it's it's everywhere. It's everywhere. So I would say that even though you only had to convince yourself, the other convincing, the other hurdle, I would say is even more formidable, bigger. I I agree with you. And it applies regardless, like you said, of what shift you're thinking about making. Yeah. Yeah. That, that having to deal with the mindset and how do you get over the external things that we internalize? Yes. So what somebody else thinks of me is external, but I allow it to become internal Mm -hmm. when I allow it to start shifting how I behave. Right. So I can keep it external. I can choose that, but if we're used to internalizing that and responding according to that, there's a big shift that has to happen. And once you make that shift, you can now do that in lots of areas, well, but that's a I hard shift to make. It's a hard shift to make. It's a learned behavior. You know, I know yes. in my uh, career, I've heard it, you know, oh, if you're going to become a school administrator, you really have to have a thick skin. 
But it goes to what you're saying, right? If you're going to make changes where you're generally concerned about what your peers, your community, friends and family are going to think, you're going to have to have a thick skin if you're doing something that goes against the grain. It doesn't mean that what you're doing is bad. It just means that there's the, wait, you're doing what? You're leaving what? You're giving up what? Yes. And and when they say you're, you shouldn't do that, often what they're saying is I couldn't do that. At a hundred percent. Yeah. People's response to our actions are almost always really about them. Mm-hmm. We think that it's about us because that's how it's presented. But in reality, it's about them. So there, when somebody says to you, you shouldn't, it really is because they're thinking, I don't, I couldn't handle what would happen if I made that choice. Right. And I think, and also I think I know what will happen to you. Who the heck really knows what's going to happen? Nobody really knows. No. They're taking their best guess and they're going according to the standard that they've set. Or it's but, what they're afraid would happen to them. Yes. Yep. All yep. right. Look at us yes. solving all the problems of the world. So, <laughs> so now that you've made this decision, you mm-hmm. have convinced yourself, you have made your peace with what others will think. Moments of struggle. Was there a uh, now what? Yeah. So, well, what I need to tell you is there's way more to this story. So not only did I decide not to buy the house, but then the next question was, well, what do I really want? If that's not what I want, what do I want so that I can get busy making the life that I really want? Mm -hmm. And the answer for me was that I had this burning desire. I had done a, like a unscripted backpacking through Europe right after college. Okay. And that was such a high for me that there was always in the back of my mind, I want to do that again at some point in my life. Mm -hmm. But of course, the way things are scheduled, things are done in life. I was like, I'll do that when I retire. I'll do that later. So when I asked myself the question, what do I really want instead of this? How do I want my life to look? What I said to myself was, I want that adventure now. I don't want to wait because I don't know what's going to happen. What if I never get to take it? Right. And so I went through the same process of asking myself those questions. What do I really want? What do I have to give up? What do I have to do? Mm-hmm. And I made the choice to quit this really great job so that I could travel the world. Right. And now, when I made the choice, go ahead. I, when I made the choice, I was only going to go for three months. Ah. But, but once I stepped out and started taking action, all these really cool things happened. And I ended up traveling for almost four years. Wow. Around the world. So almost 23 countries, I think, in the end. I spent a lot of time in about five different countries, but I traveled to other ones as well. And life-changing, lifestyle-changing moments, seasons that I came back from that. And that's why I now help other people because I don't want anybody to be stuck in that box. Now, it's interesting, uh, something else that you said, which was... Once I got going, I was only going to do this for three months, but wow, what made it presented itself as I was going. I have heard so many different times and yet I don't always believe it, (laughs) Uh, but I've heard it so many different times and I've seen it myself a little, which is once you make a decision or you open yourself up to something and say, okay, I'm going to do this. It's amazing how the path presents itself to you. And that sounds yes. very, um, you know, juju and what some other people call it, woo woo, whatever. Um, it does. It sounds very like I got a message. No, it's just yes. the way life goes, right? That things fall into place. So tell me about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I just want to make a point to what you're saying. What I say, what I learned is that magic. So that thing that we all want to have happen, the unexplainable could go beyond anything that we could just dream of. That magic happens at the intersection of planning and leaping because we can say, we can say, yeah, magic happens at the intersection of planning and leaping Mm because we can talk all day about the things that we want to do. And even in our mind, say that, yes, this is the decision I'm going to make. But until we start taking some action, we don't give any space for that magic because we're just yeah. in our, our head still, right? You've got to take action. I love that. That leap is a big part of it. And for me, it was after I submitted my resignation when things started really happening. Okay. That, you know, incredible. So, you know, there are all kinds of things along the way for me that 
made my trip last longer than it should have. But I will tell you, I learned, so let me share one story with you. There's so many stories that were like, I was in the middle of some crazy, like, how did I get here? But one of them- have a Kelly, a Kelly episode 2.0. That's all I'm hearing. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. We can just talk about all the fun stories of like the things that happened. There were so many things, but one thing that really sticks out. So I ended up spending about six months in Fiji primarily living on a remote island with the villagers. So like our house was like limited electricity, outdoor toilet, Mm. outdoor kitchen, uh, you know, just very, it was rural. Like there's no cars. There weren't even any bikes in this village. It was like, it's just a little village in an island way out in Fiji. Mm -hmm. And to get back and forth from the main island, you can either take the big, like slow, village boat or or you can get on a uh like a little fiber fishing boat Mm -hmm. and so multiple times i was on either one of those kinds of boats Mm -hmm. and we got stuck in the middle of the pacific the pacific ocean and one time in particular there was a storm so we were trying to go from the main island to the island i was staying on and we get like 20 minutes in and the worst storm ever and just buckets of rain, everything's getting soaked. And I, we, and then the engine stopped on the boat. And I look at the guy and I'm like, what is happening here? And he's like, um, no, 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 it's fine. And they're talking in Fijian to each other. And then finally they say to me, Kelly, do you have GPS on your phone? I was like, huh? <laughs> you, you don't know where we are? Oh my you don't God. even know where. We're so what happened is sea. they <laughs> were lost. We were literally lost at sea because oh they usually God. use, like they u- just use visuals Right. To get them from point. They don't use GPS. They don't use like, you don't have Waze or Google Maps, right? They're just going like they know the route. But the storm was so bad, you couldn't see the islands they would usually use as their markers. And in that moment, I thought, well, here's the funny thing. I got the compass out of my thing and I was like, here's a compass. And they were like, we don't know which direction we're supposed to go. So they were so used to going off of their gut, off of what they (sighs) see that they didn't know how to use other tools. And I think in a, what I thought in that moment, first of all, I thought I was going to die. So that was the first yeah. thing. And I'm like, well, at least I've been enjoying my time, right? Oh my God. But then I thought, how often do I do this in my life? I've been doing things a certain way and life presents me an opportunity to do it a different way. And I don't know how to, I don't know what to do with it. Mm. There were tools presented and they couldn't even use them because they weren't prepared for change. They only knew how to do it one way. And how often in our lives do we get stuck in one way of doing things? And when life might present an opportunity to take a step, like people are listening to this show because there's a part of them that knows they need to make a different decision. They need a different choice. Mm -hmm. Life just by listening to this, there's an invitation for you to do things differently. But what are you going to yep. do? Are you going to take that tool and use it? Or are you going to be like, I don't know what to do? I 100% agree with that. I legitimately just had this conversation with a coworker today, which is um, I'm in the tail end of my 40s um, currently age-wise. And I was saying to her that I feel like people of my age and a little bit lo- younger and certainly older have this mindset of what it means to make a living. Yes. You know, and to make a living, you have to go to a place and you go to it 40 hours a week and you do your thing generally for, I'm going to say 30 years ish, depending on the field and you earn your benefits in retirement. And then you have done all the things that you're supposed to or should do. And, you know, as I'm talking to people about my journey in other and, and, you know, doing different things, even something as simple as this podcast, there are people that I'll talk to and say, oh yeah, I've started a podcast. I'm sorry. What now? What do you do with that? Why? You know? And so that's a simple example, but you talk about some of these people that are making livings by not going to a place 40 hours a week, 30 years. Um, and it's exactly what you're saying. A career looks one way to a lot of people, yes. you know, uh, yep. having an income generator, <laughs> right. With benefits looks one way to so many people and to say, Hey, let me show you this alternate pathway. Let me show you this other way that you can do this and this, not do this, then this, 
you know, yes. and it's so foreign to so many people. And it's exactly what you're just talking about. Let me tell you how you can go by your gut and know how to use a compass. Should we get lost yes. at sea? <laughs> yes. Do both of those things. Cause normally right. going by that works, that worked for them 90% of the time, yes. but in that 10%, it's a critical thing to I not a, be able to adapt. Mm-hmm. I have a crazy example and I can already tell this is going to be a long episode, but I'm good with it. Um, similar story, similar scenario. I grew up working at a world war one airplane museum. And when I was 16 and 17, had the opportunity to learn to fly and get my pilot's license. The airplanes were all biplanes that were old, you know, and you, you flew. Yes, there were technical parts to it, but you navigated, there were no radios. There was no tower that you communicated with for takeoff and landing. It was landmarks when you look down, you know, on either side and feeling it as you go. But part of your learning was you had to fly in newer small airplanes that had all of the instruments and all of the things so that you could do it if you had to, so that you could prove, you know, um, to the people that were going to give you your license that you knew what you were doing with the modern ways. Um, But you know, what a similar example of, yeah, it's great to have that ability to sense and know and feel your way, but you'll also have to know what to do when that isn't available to you. Yep. It's so true. Mm-hmm. It, it's so true. And that was just one of several near-death experiences in Fiji, but- I can't even the believe thing- that you were abandoned at sea. <laughs> Oh my gosh. There was a, there was another time that I was on, it was when my last time leaving the Island. Well, actually there's two, there were two things that happened close to each other, but another time a friend actually came to visit and we had to get back to get her flight. And it's crazy stories, but like the boat that we had organized and paid ahead, like, okay, this guy's going to take us like 10 minutes before we're supposed to leave. There's no engine on the boat. Well, turns out he had borrowed the engine from somebody else in the village, but didn't pay them. And so that person came and was like, you can't use my engine and took the engine. And then we were like, what's going to happen? How that ended was us also being in a storm. Now it's dark trying to get back to the main island. And literally several times waves were coming. And my friend and I just looked at each other like, "We're this is going to overtake us. But because the driver was so good at what he did, he could see that coming and go around it. And so- that's another piece of like so trusting that, for life. <laughs> yes. So many metaphors and I there's so it. many stories like that. So, so we'll definitely have to do another yes. just Kelly's stories episode for fun, but um, <laughs> bringing us back. So you're, you're yes. having these adventures. You yes. have made the decision that, you know, you want more out of life. How about mm-hmm. moments as you were making this transition, maybe where you second guessed um, and said, what did I just give up? What did I, what did I just do? You know? I'm interrupting this awesome episode because I have to bring out something that I think we've all felt that I have felt. And it's that gut feeling that something in your life is missing, that there's got to be something else out there for you. And guess what? It is so hard to ignore. We tell ourselves I shouldn't shift. I should be happy with what I have. And generally, there are signs showing us that a major change is needed in our life. But we talk ourselves into ignoring them. Here's the thing. Those feelings are going to keep showing up over and over in different ways until you get the guts to pay attention to them and decide to make a shift. And once you make that decision, people need support to shift. They need confidence. They need clarity. I did. And I would love to support you so that you can do the same. Right now, I have two amazing options of Get Your Shift Together to help you get the confidence the clarity and the direction that you need to make that shift in your life that your gut is telling you it's time to make. And if you want to know more about them, you have to go to terragreeve.com or message me on the Should Theory with Tara Grieve Facebook page and we will get you moving to the shift that you know it's time for you to make. Yeah, there were multiple moments. And I will tell you in the very beginning, one of the big ones was, so when I began traveling, you know, I told you my plan was for three months. So I ended up being gone for four months and I came back to LA and had to make the decision because I knew that I wasn't really done, but I Mm -hmm. was at another, 
you know, transition decision. Yeah. yeah. And I was living in this rent controlled apartment and what had become, I had lived there for 12 years or something, but over those years, it had become a very hip area of LA mm-hmm. and I rent control in LA is a huge deal. Right. And I had to make the choice of like, am I going to give this up? And I will tell you, it was harder to give that up than it was to give up my My job job because I thought, oh, I can replace the job. I don't know if I can replace this sweet living situation. Mm -hmm. And that one is the very first thing that, so I made the decision and I did it. And it it also led to, I had to then get rid of stuff. So I had Mm -hmm. to learn how to let go of stuff, which could be a whole episode in itself. Um, but it, that was the, that's the thing that has come back often to me that of like, well, when I'm done with this, you know, nomadically living around the world, I'm not going to go back to that sweet deal. And did I do the right thing? And did I, how am I ever going to find like a a reasonable place to live in LA now? Mm -hmm. So I'll have that thought. And then certainly around things like benefits, Mm -hmm. um, because healthcare in the U S is a problem, right? right? So I've had multiple times where I'm like, am I doing the right thing? Um, I didn't have a lot of them, to be honest, while I was traveling because so many cool things happened. I would have moments where I'd be lonely or feel like, oh, I'm tired of trying, like being somewhere new all the time. Right. But those were fairly momentary. But then when I came back and started my business, I I still will face those because I'll be like, oh gosh, if I was still doing the other thing, I'd have this much money in the bank or I would be able to do this or I would have paid vacation time or whatever. Mm -hmm. So consistently, like, I'm glad you asked that question because I think there's, if anybody says they make a decision and they never look back and they never second guess it. Yeah. It's, they're not telling you the truth. Mm -hmm. There's even if it's behind the scenes or it only lasts for a little bit, but I ask, I do, I still will ask those questions. But you have to come back to saying, what kind of life am I trying to create? Yeah, I I think that's a great point. And I know, um, you know, speaking for myself in education, uh, I know all across the country, teachers are certainly paid differently and some states are better than others. But a lot of times those retirement systems for public schools are are coveted more than the salary. And uh, it is definitely something that you have to think about, which is, you know, do I want to give this thing up? However, I have a friend who will refer to that and not just in education, but in a lot of different uh, career choices that come with the package, as it were, they call it a life sentence because you get to a point in your career. And I think this is especially true of, you know, my age people, I would call myself a midlifer at this point, people who feel that they're too far in to get out because they see that end uh, maybe an arm's length away or an arm and a half. And the where they started is much further back. And so I'm in so far, I have yeah. to get, I'm too close to the end to stop now. Even if that end is 10 years away, right? I'm too yeah. close to the end to stop now. And that's the death sentence, life sentence that comes with that, having that career or that benefit is that you feel like I'm going to regret giving this up. And I think what we fail to realize is, number one, there are plenty of people who don't have that and yet they make out just fine. You can sock away money on your own, um, you know, meet with a financial planner and say, this is what I would have if I left today. What would I have to do to try to be comparable with that? There's so many ways to get there. Um, And like you said, you do the things one way and then life gives you a different way. You have to be open to that other pathway. Yeah, for sure. And you have to decide in those moments, yes, you're giving something up, but what are you gaining and what's more important to you? And also, I love that you just said too, that there are other ways because we can get in this path. I realized like for so long, I was trusting the system Mm -hmm. to do it for me instead of trusting myself to create my own way. Mm-hmm. You know, and one thing I, I for sure has been solidified for me in this travel season is that the things that I spent money on before are not the things I spend money on now. Mm-hmm. I don't need as much as I needed. Be- I thought I needed before. Right. I, I survive on way less, but I'm way happier. And so when people are looking at that, they're often looking at it like, well, to, to maintain what I have, well, are you actually happy with what you have? Yeah. Or would you be happy with something different? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is so true. 
So, okay, I'm trying to, we have all these little great points that are happening, but I'm trying to keep the story flowing. So you've, you've come back now, four months have gone by, you have the suite apartment or living arrangement that you have to give up. I'm, I'm guessing you chose to give it up. Yes. And so then what? Yeah. And so then I went back on the road and had another, you know, three plus years of traveling around the world. And for me, this is not everybody's preference, but for me, I don't like structure and I don't like routine. So what Mm -hmm. made everything so amazing for me is that with the exception of a couple of things that I Mm pre-planned, everything happened spontaneously. It happened. Yeah. One question that's coming up for me, because I know I say I like adventure, but then it's like, but I want to know exactly how we're going to do the adventure. (laughs) So my question would be, how did you know how to plan these things? Like, how did you know how to plan these adventures? Or I went on four months of travel. How did you know where to go? How did you know what to do when you got there? How did you know what to select? These are my questions. (laughs) Yes. And I will just say to you, there there are different kinds of adventures. So there's the adventure that you're talking about where it's still, I'm going to do something I haven't done and it's exciting for me, but I want to know from A to Z. And that's one one type. And then my type is like, I just want to see what unfolds and have that. The adventure is in the process, right? Let it it play out. Yeah. And they're both super valid ways of having adventure. And we have to honor who we are. Cause sure. if you are a planner and you want, you want things all structured, mm-hmm. you're going to, you're going to be fighting your own preference the whole yeah. time. And how much fun is that? That's not fun. You can do it both ways, but I am definitely the unstructured, mm-hmm. non-routine Got preference it. person. So the adventure also have is a, in the uncertainty for you a little bit. Exactly. The yep. adventure isn't just like whatever might happen is going to be great. Mm-hmm. And if not, I'll go on to the next thing. So for me, there was a a variety of ways that it would happen. So some of it was that I've always wanted to go to this place, but things like Fiji and Morocco were kind of a fluke. Mm -hmm. So Fiji happened because I was in Australia. I was with a friend and I was talking to some of her colleagues and uh, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to go to Bali. I've heard great things about Bali. And one after another in different conversations, people said, try Fiji. It's way better than Bali. We really like it for this, this, this reason. So that night I went home and I looked at prices and Fiji was actually cheaper at that point than Mm -hmm. Bali. So I'm like, well, I'll try it. I knew nothing about Fiji. Uh, I didn't realize how many islands there were or what what I was going to do when I landed. But I was like, let me just see what happens. And I loved it so much. I spent, ended up spending, like I said, in the end, about six months. I went, I came and went a few times, but about six months total. You, the answer to my question really is in what you just said without really saying it, which is your confidence is how you knew, Mm. right? Mm. You're talking the way that you're talking about it right now. You know what? This happened, this opportunity availed itself. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. That is confidence. And that is huge. And I have to say, I should tell people because I know there are some people listening going, oh, confidence, I'm out. Never mind. Confidence is a skill. It's just like building a muscle. You can totally build it. But I think that is the biggest, um, what would I call it, key factor in your whole story is confidence. Mm, Yeah. Thank you for that reflection. That's Mm -hmm. really good. I think, yeah, in, in having an intuition and then having the confidence to let it to let it lead and go with it. We don't learn that. No, we learn how to have logic lead us and logic is great. And it's, it protects us in a lot of ways and we can't let it go. But there's also, we have this, we have this other voice inside of us Mm -hmm. that, and this is when I'm working with clients now too. We, we often have to really help people pause to get back in touch with that voice because we're so used to just like, Right. What am I, the should, the shoulds in life. And yeah. that has to do with logic often, right? Yep. The good one. I shouldn't leave this job because other people would kill to have this job. That's right. I right? should be satisfied with what I have. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So. Comes back to right. the should. <laughs> it's always there. So we go through all of this. You, you've done your travel. Tell me about what you built. This new thing that you've got. The, the fruition to all of this confidence and adventure is now? Yeah. So now I coach other people who are feeling stuck and know that they want more out of their life Mm -hmm. and they just are not sure how to make it happen. Usually they're not sure how to make it happen. Sometimes they know and they just need a a little bit of a push. Mm -hmm. But so now I do both group and one-on-one coaching 
to help people really get clear, uh, have the right mindset and to take action. And, you know, you and I talked a little bit before we started the Mm -hmm. podcast about how important action is. Mm -hmm. And the same thing when I talk about that magic happens at the intersection of planning and leaping, like taking action, even small, messy action is so, such a great way to launch into something. You don't have to know all the answers from A to Z in order to take the first step. I always use this kind of a thought, like think about something that you spent a lot of time planning for. Maybe it was a party or a new job or something yeah. you like you have it all, or a vacation and you plan it from A to Z. Yeah. This is exactly how it's going to go. I'm going to plan it all. How many times after you start moving, does it actually go exactly according to that plan? Yeah. Almost never. never. Listen, I'll give you the best example of that. Parenthood. <laughs> Parenthood is the best example <laughs> because you say, you know what? I'm ready to have kids, I think. And guess what? You're not. And then you have them. And then every stage of the way, it's small, messy actions all over the place while you figure it out. And and hopefully it works out for the best. So that's exactly, that's something I think a lot of people can identify with. Yep. Yeah. Don't be scared of just taking that little, little small action. So now that's what I do is that I help that. So building that, that's also a process. You know, there are so many ways now to build your own business and to do whatever, but it's also its own journey that comes with highs and lows. It comes with wins. It comes with losses. It comes with giving things up and benefiting for new things. Right. There's all kinds of parts of that journey too. So it never ends. All the things that I learned before, I can keep implementing that right. while building so now, this when, business. When you are helping other people, are you incorporating them going on adventures like you did as part of their discovery? So if that's part of what they what they really want, we, we totally add that in. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that I actually find when, when we really dig into what's important for people, they may, they may end up taking like a big adventure like I did, but usually the changes that they want to make or the things they want to do are much closer to home in, mm-hmm. in, in many ways. Right. So they're not looking to do that. And I can help them do that if that's what they want. But like my very first client ever, she was like, I signed up with you because I saw what you did with your life. And so I knew you knew how to do it. And I thought when we started that what I wanted was to do the same thing. Right. But I realized in, in the, our work together that what I really wanted was to get out of this job that was draining the life out of me Mm -hmm. and pursue this other thing that I'm really passionate about. And maybe someday I'll take a trip somewhere, but I'm actually going to be really happy and satisfied just by making this change. Mm -hmm. So everybody, the thing that I say is like, what it is, what's going to make you happy, right? What, what is it that, what's the life you really want to build? And if you don't really know what that is, I'll help you get there. If you already know what it is, I'm going to help you get into action, making it happen. So if you want to go have an adventure, Cool. And someday I think I will do some retreats in fun places mm-hmm. and help people do adventurous things while we're that there. That is 100% on my on my bucket list as well. And I think you and I, I are definitely in that same wheelhouse in so many ways because I think there's so many people out there who's who have the next best plan or just follow my 10-step process and it'll get you the career of your dreams or I'm going to tell you what job you should have. And I think Um, you know, nobody should prescribe for other people like that. Better to say, uh, it goes back to that old, what's that old thing? You can give a man a fish or you could teach him how to fish. And I think what you and I do is more teaching someone how to fish and let them find the fish on their own, catch them on their own, have their own success, and therefore a lifetime of fish uh, and being fed. Similarly, it's instead of saying you should be a fisherman, it's let me show you how to do this and then let it work for you as you move forward or helping people just discover that so often they have the tools within themselves already. Yes. They just don't know how to uncover them or use them and how to make that confidence and so on and so forth. So I think that is yeah. such an important thing that you're doing um, as a result of you doing it for yourself. Yeah. It's a, it's an incredible blessing to be able to help other people discover it. And I do, I agree with you a hundred percent. My role as a coach is not to give you the answers. No. 
my role is to ask you very good questions, which is, I think that's one of my superpowers. And Tara, I can tell you've got it too, (laughs) is to ask really good questions to help you get to the answer you really need. Mm -hmm. And if I have, if my intuition kicks in that you're not being honest with the answer, I might challenge you to be like, is that the whole story? Are you sure? Because we often, yeah, we, we, are you just saying what you think you should say? Or I also have this thing that I call substitute goals, that we do something that's good. It's in the vein of what we really want, but it's the safer version. My favorite one for that with people who feel like they want a career change, and I say this because I've done it myself for years, is, oh, I really need to do something different. So you apply for jobs that you know that there's no way in hell you're going to get a call about. So you, you're satisfying that itch, right? Oh, I'm putting myself out there. I'm applying for jobs. But you're, you're keeping yourself safe, complacent safe, because like you're never going to get a phone call. You're not qualified for that job. But yes. okay, make yourself feel better by hitting the button. That's great. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or the other thing that can happen is you apply for the same job that you're already doing, but in different places, because that's safe too. Right. Like, I know I can do this. I'm not going to, I don't feel like I'm stretching myself. I think women are notorious for this too, yeah. of looking at a, the qualifications and then being like, well, I only have, you know, 70%, so I'm not mm-hmm. going to apply Absolutely. instead of just being like, oh, well, that's up to the employer. They can decide if I don't have it, but I'm not going to choose for them. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Or I'm going to show them why you don't need the other 30% because of what I bring to the table. And again, yes. that goes back to confidence, doesn't it? So yes. Kelly, I'm going to hit you with my surprise questions um, that are fun. So the first one is, and I do it this way because I feel like I get more genuine answers. What we talked about positive and negative shoulds. What would you say is the positive should that drives you still currently right now? So one big thing, I love this question and I love surprises. So this is great. Yeah. Uh, one thing that drive that a should that I have to keep thinking about is I started this business because I want other people to have freedom. And I should always keep that in the forefront because in your own business, there's lots of ways that I could be like, oh, rejection is getting the best of me or it's mm. too it's too hard. There's too many pieces. Like, you know, when you start your own business, you're the marketer, you're the bookkeeper, you're the, you are the person that's having to like, you have to do all the things yes. and that can be overwhelming. Yeah. And sometimes you just get tired. And so I could tap out, but mm-hmm. I should always remember that my motivation is not about how do I feel in those moments of rejection or hard or whatever? Mm-hmm. My should is the moments that I see my clients have their aha moments. I love that. So that's that's the positive should. Okay. And then you know what's coming next is the negative should. What one still eats away at you or gets you these days? Because what it was a while ago might not be what it is now. Yeah. No, that's a great one. There, there are several the negative ones that will still get to mm-hmm. me. So, But the biggest one is at my age, I should be whatever, whatever. So especially because I'm nomadic right now, I will have days where I'll be like, well, I should not be, you know, going from place to place to place and, you know, staying with friends or whatever is happening. And then I really have to come back and remind myself, yeah, but I'm choosing this life. Mm-hmm. And that comes with this and it too. And, happy. and it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And whoever said you have to have, you know, a certain address in order for you to be where we're supposed to be in life. Absolutely. All right. That's a good one. So now that you are living your best life and helping others and remembering your why, what advice would you give to Kelly who hadn't quit her job yet? Stop being so afraid. <laughs> because I knew for many years that I wanted to do coaching. Mm-hmm. I have the, it's it's a natural skill for me. Mm-hmm. I've served in that capacity in my personal life, in my volunteer life. It's it's just always, you know, I'm the person in my circles that people come to to work through things. And I have the ability to help people. You know, I don't be like, oh, this is what you should do, but like ask questions and work, sure. walk them through it. So I knew I wanted to do that, but I was too scared because of all those things I just talked about, you know, how yeah. and how am I going to find clients? What do I charge? What if I can't find people? What if I fail? All that. And I let all of that keep me from trying. So just mm-hmm. stop being afraid. Is- I, I, You have what it takes. Be confident in that. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know why I still get, I don't want to say surprised. That is the answer every single episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet so many of us 
myself included a little bit because I'm still doing my other career, um, don't listen yet, you know? And so I think that is huge. It's huge that you say it, but I think collectively it's huge that every single guest says something to the effect of, I don't know what I was so afraid of, or I wish I hadn't waited so long because I was scared. Blah, blah, blah. So I love it. So I'll tell you, while I was traveling, one of the things I did is I had this journal and when I would meet people, I would say, hey, can you can you just write in this journal, what, what advice would you give your 20-year-old self? And consistently, people from different countries, different ages, different backgrounds, some kind of stop being afraid, mm-hmm. don't wait so Do long, the thing. came up over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So this is not just, it's worldwide. It's, it's human nature. I think there's something about human nature that's like, we want to stay safe. Yeah. And that's like, yeah. again- personal health and well-being safe like so that you don't die or don't get injured absolutely you should listen to that voice but yeah. i'm too afraid of taking a risk and maybe some people are afraid of being successful too let's that's another episode yeah. on another yep. day yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so and actually that was a nice segue to my last question what is the best advice you have ever gotten that serves you still to this day Oh, what a great question. So I was having a conversation um, with somebody around these choices that I was trying to make, you know, back when I was thinking about quitting the job to travel. And they said to me something to the effect, I wish I could remember the exact quote, but it was something to the effect of like, listen to your intuition. You have that for a reason. And even if you've been ignoring it, it's still speaking truth to you. So listen to that and trust that it's going to take you in good places. I agree. And that is and, incredible advice. I, no, I was just saying it's incredible. With... It's incredible advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I would add to that and say, I'm writing it down because that was so good. Um, I would add to that and say this, which is, Listen to your intuition, A, because it's speaking your truth, and B, if it's telling you something that you need to learn or learn how to work through, if you ignore it, it's just going to keep presenting itself in 20 different ways until you stop ignoring it and saying, all right, I'm going to face this fear or this whatever, phobia or uh, shortcoming until you face it head on, you might say, okay, whew, I got past that one and I didn't have to deal with it. But guess what? That same scenario is going to present itself again. So really just listen to your intuition both ways because it's guiding you the right way. Yep. Absolutely. So true. So tell everybody where if they are listening to you, and I don't know how this could possibly not happen because I'm 100% drawn to all of all of your stories. Somebody hears Kelly and says, I have to work with her. She's amazing. I want to know more about her. I want to go on adventures. Where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me on social media, um, Kelly Abanda, both in uh, Instagram and Facebook. So you can find me either way there. Give me a follow. Send me a direct message and let me know that you heard me on this podcast. Mm -hmm. I would love to have a conversation with you. Um, You can also look at – I have a – my website is designyourdetour.com. It's a little bit under construction, but you can still see everything there. Mm -hmm. Um, And on that, that, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Design Your Detour is the name of my company. And um, on that page, there's a space where you can book a call with me. Mm -hmm. So – I would love to like DM me for sure, but you know, if you really want to have a conversation, let's talk. And even in, I promise you, even in that little 20 minute chat that we'll have, there'll be some nugget that you can take to start taking action or get clear on what you need. Mm -hmm. But also then we can talk about if there's other ways I can support you in your journey, how we can work together to make that happen because you work too hard in your life. You have done the right thing for so long. It's time now to stop and listen to what you really want and create life the way that you want. And you can 100%. do it. I a hundred percent agree. And I love everything that you just said. So the other thing that I like to do as we come to wrapping up is that often when we get talking and certainly you and I were victims to this because the conversation just flows sometimes that you say a really great or pertinent things 
uh, and the listeners, rather than have to go back and rewind or listen again, I like to sort of recap some of the really amazing points that were made as we were talking. Um, one of the things that you said, and I don't even think you were trying to make a point with this, was when one of the questions I asked you, you said, well, the answer for me was blah, blah, blah. And I thought that was really huge because that's the answer for you. That might not have been the answer for me to that same question. That might not yes. have been the answer for him over there or this girl yes. who has a different interest set or value system. Um, but you said it and it just flowed right out of you. Well, the answer for me is this, not the answer is, or the best thing was, it's just, this was the answer for me. And I think that is a huge takeaway for everybody that's listening, which is the answer for you might be different than the answer for somebody else and to, to pay attention to that. The other thing that you said was, uh, I want the adventure now, so I'm going to quit the job. I liked that. You said, I loved this one, magic happens at the intersection of planning and leaping. You have to take action, action to get that magic to happen. And I love that. Uh, another thing that you said was, if I do things one way, and I only think about them one way, and life presents itself in a different way, and I don't know what to do with it, I'm going to miss out on opportunity or miss out on a solution. So that I thought was big. Your negative should that eats away at you still sometimes is at my age, I should be here by now. I should have these things and making your peace with that, whatever that means to you at the time. Your positive should is really remembering your why, which for you is helping others have that freedom and that you should remember when times get tough, when rejections happen, when things aren't working out the way you wanted them to, why you're doing it in the first place. And isn't that true for everybody? Another thing that you said was we have to honor who we are. Very simple. You said the best advice that you would give to yourself back in the day is to stop being so afraid. You have what it takes. You just have to go for it. And the best advice that you've gotten that you want to live with and, and carry with you is listen to your intuition. It's speaking to your truth. And finally, a small, messy action is a great way to launch into something. You mm. said all those things. Did you even know you were being that profound? Amazing. <laughs> and you, I can't believe you took like such incredible notes. That's so impressive. I love that you do that. Like as a recap for people, that's such a gift. That's such a gift for your listeners that they can, they know that you are, you're helping them pull stuff out and reminding, Absolutely. you know, you think about how often do you listen to stuff and what, when you hear it, you're like, yeah. And then when it's done, you're like, there was, I remember feeling good, what but I don't remember point? what minute did that yeah. happen at? I know. Mm -hmm. And on, and often, and I don't always like to give it in the show notes either, because I feel like people need to discover it as it happens and then feel it again at the end. Uh, and so I don't always like to give away all of the great little gems of wisdom that come from our conversations, but um, certainly those are points that I feel like people, I hope that we'll take away from it. There are plenty of other takeaways, I'm sure, that spoke to different people because the answer for them might be different than yeah. the answer for us. But uh, those for me were the ones that really stood out and I loved them. I can tell there will definitely be a Kelly 2.0. I think that episode will just be some of your crazy adventures. Uh, oh I'll gosh, tell so some, many. I'll tell some biplane and bomb stories and you can tell some yes. stories and, and uh, it'll be a good fun one for people to kick back and listen to over a beverage of their choice. <laughs> yes, I love it. I look forward to that. It's going to be so much fun. Excellent. Kelly, thank you so much for this time together. I have truly enjoyed it. And everybody go check out Kelly at designyourdetour.com or find her on her socials at Kelly Abanda. That's Kelly, A-B-A-N-D-A. -A -A. Go find her on all those social media platforms. She's out there and she's awesome. Love it. Thank you, Tara. And I hope your listeners are taking every morsel of this and all your other episodes and not just listening, but doing something because they I'm can. Sure they're yes. going to do the thing, get their shit together. <laughs> all right, Kelly, thanks so much.